Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Nancy Carnavale of Anna Shaw Children's Institute in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Carnavale. Thank you for having me. Dr. Carnavale is a board-certified developmental behavioral pediatrician and the medical director of Anna Shaw Children's Institute at 1201 Burleson Road behind Hamilton Medical Center in Dalton, Georgia. She specializes in attention disorders, autism spectrum disorders, behavioral and developmental challenges, and more. Dr. Carnavale graduated from Assumption College in Worcester, Massachusetts, attended medical school at Brown University in Rhode Island, and completed her residency in pediatrics at the University of Connecticut. She also completed her fellowship at Brown University and is board certified in neurodevelopmental disabilities. Today we're going to talk about learning and summertime. You know, what do those two things have to do with each other, learning and summertime? So have you ever heard of the summer slide? Oh, I know the summer slide. They've got a big one at the park down the road. It's a great slide. (laughs) That's not exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The summer slide refers to the weakening in children's reading and math abilities that occurs during the summer months when they are away from the classroom. So during the summer, all children are at risk of losing a significant amount of the learning that they obtained throughout the school year. Some families lose reading skills because they don't have access to books or enrichment opportunities anymore. And the students who read, who lose their reading ability over the summer, they rarely catch up. So over time, the summer slide can add up to the equivalent of two to three years of reading loss because they're not doing that reading over the summer. Just over the two and a half months of summertime. Yes, accumulated, wow. yes. yes. It's even been worse because of COVID because the kids aren't behind as it is academically from the regular school year because right. of the virtual and missing school. So we've had now a loss during the school year and then you put the summer slide not doing anything, not getting any education and losing skills on top of that. And we're getting children who are more academically behind. So what are the impacts of this over time? The accumulation over time leads to basically poor academic achievement. Children really need a strong foundation of learning to stay on track. So what can we do to prevent that summer slide? So the biggest thing is parents need to be aware of it and they need to hopefully try to plan for some educational opportunities over the summer. And that's just through basic parent involvement. Some quick things that are easy. You know, summer is a great time to visit the library, get your first library card, um, look for summer reading programs or reading times at the libraries or, or bookstores. The kids can kind of get together and hear a story. Um, there, there are actually many bookstores and even private businesses that that know about this and have like motivational programs to or incentives to get rewarded if you um, read so many books. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, you go to the bookstore and you um, read five books and you turn in that you read five books and they'll give you a free another book or something else. Um, And those incentives are important. So now the other thing is children really need to be involved in in choosing the book. We want them to read about things that they like because they'll they'll be more motivated to read. Um, And sometimes even choosing a book below their level, it's okay to do that because that improves their confidence. They feel better, they're reading, and they'll continue to achieve. Reading a series of books can be fun. So I'm not sure if you remember any of these, Boxcar Kids or Nancy Drew or, or Harry Potter. But basically, they're books by the same author that wants to keep kids reading. They get excited about the characters. 
They kind of know that author's way of writing, and then they're very excited to read the next book in the series. Well, that is right, because you're always ready. You're wrapping up one, getting ready for the next one. Correct. And and you don't know you're being educated the whole time. Correct. That is wonderful. Now, I suppose that being a good role model would help, too. Yes, absolutely. You know, parents can help their child pick up good reading habits just by being a good role model. So kind of little things, just reading the newspaper or magazine at breakfast. You know, when you go to the doctor's office, pick up a magazine. Take a book with you to the beach so the child sees you reading. Um, And if children see their parents are reading, often they will value reading as a fun and important part of their day, too. So always have plenty of reading material around. Newspapers, books magazines. Uh, my son used to love just reading the cereal box. Oh, I breakfast. read the cereal box every morning, <laughs> right, yes. Right. It's okay. It keeps you reading. Keep some, you know, coffee table books. You know, you can leave some bathroom materials, reading materials in the bathroom, books at your nightstand. Those are all just ways to have um, reading materials around. Now, what about moms and dads that read aloud? So reading aloud is such a great thing. Um, first of all, it's a wonderful way to bond. You know, I think it's it's great for the child and it's also great for the parent. Parents read out loud. They use inflection, make it fun, improvise, asking questions to improve comprehension. Uh-oh, what do you think is going to happen next? Mm-hmm, yes. To get them thinking before turning the yeah, page. That's great. Um, there's something called paired reading. It's that you read a page and then the child reads some. And then maybe it's a page. Maybe the child just reads a few words. But that what they call paired reading really has been shown to improve a child's reading fluency. They become faster and faster at reading when, they, when they're reading along with their parent. A fun thing that I always loved is going to hear a local storyteller. You know, you go to the library or a bookstore, you know, during vacation, sightseeing, you go on a, especially like a um, history place, a good um, storyteller can help to make that history come alive at a museum, you know, or a tourist spot. Oh, you're right. And I love that, getting to visit someplace. And then you have someone there that tells you the story. Correct. Yeah, like the Alamo. That was a great trip. Hey, do you have any other tips to help moms and dads encourage their kids to read? Sure. A couple of others. You know, children learn best when they use all their senses. See it, touch it, hear it, feel it, make it fun. So during the summer, you know, do a lot of games, play games, play board games, not video games, board games, card games, dice games, dominoes can help kids to learn math. Um, And it encourages also cooperative play. You know, when you go to the beach, again, bring some games to play. You can, and and that's better than playing the video games all the time. Kids use uh, sidewalk chalk. Let's get outside and write with sidewalk and we'll, we'll teach letters and numbers that way. Another good thing to do for a little bit older a child is to keep a summer journal. And that way kids are just kind of practicing writing over the summer. Um, they can write what they did during the day. They can write down their thoughts. They could create a story. You know, you buy an interesting journal. I'm going to get you a journal with a princess on it or wizards on it. Um, and you just kind of keep it fun. You're not correcting it. You're not making it a lesson. The goal is really just to encourage them practicing of written expression. Um, the other thing, you know, again, road trip games. So I'm not sure if you remember these things when you were a kid, but, you know, going on the road and doing I spy, I see something yes. with, the, with the letter A or the, or the color yellow, and it, it just helps them to learn. As we played license plate bingo. 
License plate bingo. We yes. played license plate mm-hmm. bingo, and we traveled all the time. Right. Yes. It's a good way to learn your letters. Some of my best memories. From, right. It They're truly fun. is. Exactly. Yes. They're fun. You know, listening to audiobooks on, on the road. So, you know, you have a long trip. Just put a, a nice story, this uh, uh, an audiobook on. Let kids look at maps. Help you figure out where you're going. You know, a lot of kids don't know geography anymore. So let them actually look at a map and look at the map of the East Coast or West Coast or wherever they're going. So they learn a little bit about um, geography. Okay. Um, um, the other things just to um, be aware of is there's a couple of programs called Get Georgia Reading, and uh, there's something called uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting, or PBS, and they are great, great places for children for activities over the summer. So Good, yeah. They have um, online summer learning series, you know, educational workshops. They're called Summer of Possibilities, and they basically have summer content and resources that will keep kids learning and encourage them with their favorite PBS kids characters, you know, uh, Daniel Tiger, um, yeah, you know, all the characters from um, on PBS, and they make things come alive, and they build stories on character building, etc. Um, et and then they have worksheets that you can do, like just, just our digital learning activities. Let's go outside, and let's do this. So those are great ones. And they actually have Georgia Home Classroom, so that's in partnership with the Georgia Department of Education, where they have instructional TV broadcast, basically, that are aligned to Georgia's state standards. And again, a library of digital learning resources. They have what's called Getting Ready Guides. And that's basically a guide to help parents of young children to keep learning over the summer and to make sure they have the skills necessary for the year. Those are some great ideas. Thank you so much. Before you go, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about Anna Shaw Children's Institute. Sure. Anna Shaw Children's Institute is dedicated to the memory of Anna Sue Shaw, and it's a regional leader for care of children ages birth to 11 years of age who experience the challenges of developmental delays. There are therapies for children, which include physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech and feeding therapy. There's also psychological services, which includes counseling. That could be individual counseling, family counseling, and behavioral support services such as ABA. They do cognitive and psychological and developmental evaluations to ensure the assessment of each child's individual skill set and therefore be able to identify the therapy services needed to advance that child's development. They have a treatment navigator, which is a dedicated institute employee who supports families through that whole process, through the diagnostic and then treatment process. That is very extensive. It's wonderful to have that in our community. It is. It's a great service, and it's a fun place to work. For more information about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, call 706-226-8900 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash children. For an appointment at the Institute, please ask your child's pediatrician for a referral. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.